everyone, Nal here with a special episode. I was just in Eastern Canada recording stories for my other podcast, Yes We Were Open. My trip started out in St. John's, Newfoundland, so I thought I'd reach out to Terry Ryan to see if he'd be interested in an in-person interview. He agreed to meet me for breakfast at a really cool place called Exile. So here's my chat with Terry Ryan as we wait for our breakfast. I hope you enjoy it. This is a really cool place. You come here a lot? I, once in a while, I like it. It's, for obvious reasons, cool. It's a yeah. cool spot. I wish I'd known about it. I might have stayed here instead of the Sheridan. It's, it's really, and I, 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 once in a while, they got a few really cool ones to do the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll stay. I don't know, once or twice a summer. But then a lot, like, before I go down to town, I'll stop in here for a beer, right? It's right yeah. there. That's cool vibe. Before I hit George Street, kind of. I spent the last three nights uh, down there. I mean, Monday, or what, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Not not much going on, but it was still good. Yeah. I'm Always live music there. I'm impressed. Always. Yeah. That's why I, it's, uh, it's tempting to go more than... <laughs> I, I go on Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Three weeks, pretty much what I do. I hit uh, Blue on Water, Green Sleeves. Is it Green Sleeves? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's my... Well, I mean, I there's probably ten places I go to when I come down, but I, I'm, I'm always green. So probably spend the most time there. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, geez, George Street Fest. That that's normally I would go down once a week, but the summer has been yeah crazy. Right, you get buddies coming in. I think we did five out of the six, five out of the seven George Street Fest. Yeah, I was here last year for the one uh, with uh, Sam Roberts. I remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough summer. <laughs> oh, yeah, lots of hangovers. I'm sure. And I'd be training for ball hockey, too, right? Yeah. So I'd be okay. up. It was, I know if I've ever worked out as much hungover. So, well, congratulations on the championship. Thanks. That was, uh, that's pretty cool. Where, where, where was the tournament held? Buffalo. In Buffalo? I had to go back there in three weeks for the uh, Spit and Chickless Cup. But, uh, yeah, it was in Buffalo. A place called the River Works, right on the water there, right on the river's just an awesome spot awesome how many uh, countries participated uh there was uh, six in each division I, I believe it was either 10 or 12 wow that's a big tournament yeah ball hockey's a little bit there's some of the obvious countries that like you would think slovakia usually checks there they didn't send a team this year usa canada obviously but what you get in um in ball hockey you get portugal and greece are really good yeah if you get dual citizenship, obviously, right? You can play, so there's lots of great players that have dual citizenship. Portuguese, sure. Italian, Italy's good. Yeah, yeah. Italy, Portugal, and Greece yeah. can win at any end. They have just... Well, you, I mean, I'm my background's Portuguese. Uh, uh, yeah. So, and one of, the th- yeah, one of the things that I found hilarious, you know, back when we used to go a lot, is Portuguese had a world-class roller hockey team. Yeah, they uh, that too. I think, think they were winning a lot of tra- championships, yeah. like uh, European championships in roller hockey. So when you said that they had a, yeah. a, a street hockey team or whatever, a ball hockey team, I thought, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense, I guess. They do. I mean, most are from here, but they do have yeah. players from over there. And the, the rule is you're allowed, when it comes to the International Street and Ball Hockey Federation, that's who runs it. Mm-hmm. It's affiliated with Hockey Canada and everything now, at least the Canadian side is. Um, 
being that it's an official organization, I guess there there are lots of and, and, and Canada helps the, the Canadian team yeah. with with funding and things, um, which wasn't always the case. But there are a few Wild West kind of ball hockey organizations. There's the WBHF that was a lot of fun. I played in Ireland in that. Oh yeah, in Ireland. Uh, just to help them out a little bit. The rules are really loose. Your, your great-grandfather or grandmother can be from there. And, but it, it's to start it off. So what happens sure. is that in these countries, for example, Haiti and Great Britain mm-hmm. were in this one. Now, each team, there was one in each division, and they were probably going to lose. Yeah. But what happens is that they'll play a tournament. So right now, Great Britain, for, for example. Yeah. Um, they asked me to play. I don't know that I will, but because if you're gr- my grandfather, my aunt is, and, and my grandfather right. come from England. Wow. So it's kind of like having native status here. Well, as long as you're, you're like starting, one age. If yeah. you, if you, if they, because they want to help all the sure. So yeah, if you're starting, yeah. you're allowed three players. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, but you got, I got to prove that my grandfather, which I can, obviously. Right. But. Uh, Oh, you can, yeah, it's it, it, it's not as loose as it sounds. You, you you're allowed the three, and yeah. you've got to finish last for that. So they were just entered their first one because some people, some teams have entered like Portugal, and they'll be good right off the bat because right. they'll use their Canadians. And, yeah. But um, anyway, I'm probably getting into it too much here, but that's all right. That, that's that's what happens. So you're, you they they came in, we beat we beat them. And like goals for and against, so I think we beat them fifteen to nothing. I hate to do that to teams. What are you gonna? If you don't try, it looks even worse. Yeah. But they come over, shook our hands, and everything sure. later. And uh, they actually asked me to play in the in the open division at twenty and up, which you know I'm too old to make make that division for Canada now. Hmm. But I'll I'll be able to help them, and there'll be two other players from Canada, and they'll have a developmental coach go with us. And kind of help them not lose fifteen to nothing. Sure, sure, yeah. You know, and then they have to start a, a, a youth program. Yeah. And if you do that, you're allowed to qualify for. And that's what happens. So and it's all about developing, yeah, yeah, developing these other countries. And I mean, yes. hopefully that also kind of uh, uh, trickles up to ice hockey, maybe. Yeah. At a, at some point, right? Well, I, th- I think it grows it all together. I really do. Yeah. yeah I mean, more people. There's more opportunity to run, right? So, yeah. so ball hockey is actually. I, I don't know if I want to say more popular, but it's way more popular than you think across the world. When when I got involved in this ball hockey, I started to really, you know, I know people that are on the international committee. Yeah. I knew I, the president of the International Street Ball Hockey Federation was one of my best friends, George Gortzos. He came up through Canada. Right. So I've seen them as they're trying to grow the game. And a lot of it, like in Canada, it was visiting these towns and getting people to register. Sure. For the CBHA, right? If you play in the CBHA, you can go to the Nationals, you can get scouted. That's where all this happens. And then the funding for the Worlds and all yeah. that. It all happens through that, you know, like I said, there's a lot of outlaw kind of agencies that say it's official. Yeah. But all the international stuff that you see with Canada goes through the ISBHF. So anyway... Well, it's more um, accessible, right? I mean, you yeah. know, uh, there's a reason why soccer and basketball are so huge worldwide. Yeah. All you need is a ball and, and, a, and a net. Totally. And so if, if you go to yeah. if you go to Portugal, yeah. there were people playing. It's yeah. just to start the league and yeah. get them registered. And then yeah. you can go from there. So ball, ball hockey is still... Mm-hmm. Really gaining, really gaining. I mean, the World Championships only started in the 90s. Yeah. I, I made the team in 2003 to see how far it's come now when we go. And just from all the swag to the, it's on NHL tonight. Like, right. Uh, you know, 
that wasn't the case when it sure I, 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 I was like six seven years in so yeah. it's been an evolution but yeah I mean all these places the thing is just go in there and, and start in the leagues because people do actually play I mean anybody can run right yeah exactly uh, that's great I don't think there are a lot of ice rinks in Portugal that I can recall. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> there are a lot of so- uh, concrete soccer pitches that could be turned into ball hockey uh, rinks, no problem. Yeah, if 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 you can believe this, uh, so I'm not a part of it. I got asked, and I'm intrigued. These countries, a few years ago, Team Israel asked me that, that not not playing wise, right. it was to help them, like consult or coach or yeah, something. because yeah. there's. Uh, when you see the IIH, I'm talking about hockey now, double IHF, when, when you, you know, our World Juniors or the mm-hmm. Spengler Cup or yeah. the World Championships, um, that all happens, but there's a B and a C and a D <laughs> division. And, and so teams like Israel, I, I, I couldn't believe that there was an ice rink there. And I, I don't want to sound ignorant. I just didn't think it was big in that. <laughs> but it's funny, there is an Australia now. Mm-hmm. I know Portugal has at least two. I mean, I know Portugal. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure in the major cities they got they've but got ice rinks. Yeah, yeah, and and Australia now it's really taken off. Even yeah. my podcast, I have a huge and Shorzy has a huge yeah. following. Oh, Australia! Well, we got lots of listeners in Australia. Yeah, for sure. yeah. I I didn't realize that. I, well, you know what happened is was hungover from Letterkenny, but the story yeah. we were told when we started was that uh, there were a lot of the in, uh, soldiers were getting care packages from home. Right, and in these care packages, Canadian soldiers would get Canadian shows so they can watch, yeah. right, on on USB sticks or whatever. And then uh, when they were done with their shows, they would exchange with other soldiers. So American soldiers, Australian soldiers would get, and that's how Letter Kenny became before it became available on uh, streaming services in Australia and stuff. It was because these soldiers were bringing it home. Yeah. They got hooked on it, brought it home, and now and then they get hooked on Letter Kenny. Then Shorzy comes along and. Yeah, and the rest is history, right? So makes sense. Yeah, that's that's what we were told. That's why we have a lot of uh, listeners in the military, you know, or for, former military, because you know it appealed to them. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to the new season, but you know, let's talk about this, this show in Edmonton. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I listen to your podcast, by the way. It's a great podcast. Thank I, you. I really enjoy it. Um, well, first of all, I'm going to ask you this: Do you ever get in trouble from Jared when if, for spilling too much on your podcast? Because uh, yeah, I know he listens. No, he's he's just. Does he ever say? Know. Can you tone it down a bit? You know, don't. Um, he's let me know a couple times that he's listening with a wink and a nod. I think that's what he's saying. By the way, T Bone, you know I'm listening. Or, or he'll bring up uh, he'll bring up something I might have said. Sure. In other words. Not not scolding, but like, hey, I'm paying attention here, yeah, so yeah, don't yeah. say, don't go too far outside the lines here, right? I get excited about it, yeah. Yeah. No, no, so far, no, I've tread the line, though. Mm-hmm. Just let me know that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in your last uh, podcast I listened to, you, you uh, announced that you're going to be on Edmonton Radio. Yeah. How's that going to work? <laughs> I know. So, I do have close ties with Edmonton, going back to junior hockey, uh, yeah. The draft one is in Edmonton, and most guys on my team were from there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I, I, I'm sure everybody that listens to me knows I, I, I went eighth overall, but yeah. the fifth pick overall, Damon Lankow, he played on yeah. my line, and he's from Vegreville, we, 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 Edmonton. We hung out in Edmonton. First player that I really became real, real close friends with when I moved home, away from home at 14, was Sheldon Surrey. Mm-hmm. He had a place at Edmonton, so I used to, uh, when I played in Montreal, I love coming home to Newfoundland, okay, but George Street's too tempting. 
I knew how much I loved it, so I used to yeah. go out to, and this, the ice wouldn't be on here all summer, mm-hmm. so I would go to Edmonton, train with U of A, University of Alberta. Yeah. White Avenue's right there. It wasn't much better than being not being on George or being on George Street, but <laughs> um, with the temptation, I mean, I mean, you know, you're that age. There's girls and the booze and the fun and the music. And yeah. So, but at least I knew out there I would be training with guys that were, you know, so you're that young you can handle a few beers it's just being able to train so and I love their setup I really really like Edmonton so that's first of all mm-hmm. so I've never really gone a couple of years without having some kind of a connection on the radio out there people ask me to do these hits here and there it might be once a month but I've kept that connection last year I was on with Ryan Rashog and Jason Strudwick this year TSN cut ties with uh, I don't want to say everywhere out west I I, I I think Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I'm guessing it's their biggest market outside of that. I paid attention to the numbers. It's a huge hockey market. I would argue right. the biggest outside Toronto. Yeah. Um, but anyway, for some reason, they know the business side of things. I don't. In TSN, they pulled out for a reason. Mm-hmm. But Edmonton Radio obviously still needed some sports. So Jason Greger has been... I know he's got his own company, but I, I think he was working either for or contracted out TSN, whatever it was. Yeah. They were working on that channel. All those guys were Shog, Strudwick, Gregor, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Spector. There's lots of lots of them that all of a sudden had really no avenue. So they went to Sports 1440, created their own company, and now Jason Gregor, who was their most popular, I, I believe it all went through him. Mm-hmm. It's probably. Um, one of the people running it all again it was his company he asked me to co-host twice a week and uh, I enjoyed that what I like about my podcast is that I get people on I don't have to do much research I mean I do some I've got Andrew Peters coming on today I fought Andrew Peters I know he played in Buffalo for most of his career he's a great fella was a tough guy got his six or seven hundred games in the NHL but you go a little bit deeper he's got a show with Craig Rivier that used to be my captain you know at Fredericton everything else so I like to do a little bit but I also pay a lot of attention to hockey so I I don't get to analyze it much I do research on things that happened 20 years ago (laughs) or 10 years ago but I rarely have players on that are current um and, you know, a lot of them, I mean, I, I, I like it that way. I'm not complaining. But when, when I host with Gregor, he's got a show that's relevant. It's it's now. It's topical. It's Edmonton Oilers. So it kind of, I, I like a reason to watch games. Sure, yeah. And it, it I, I'm never, you know, if I ever want to continue this, I don't know how long Shorzy will go. I, I hope mm-hmm. forever. I hope I keep being an actor. But I've got my foot in the door here and I, I, I want to at least keep this two days a week and if I ever want to go further I know that I can't just keep interviewing yeah. people for stories I mean that's going to take me so far but if I ever actually want to work with a sports network I'm going to have to have an idea what goes on and this forces me to do so and we talk about football and basketball as well so it's uh, you know when I get home I put aside two or three hours okay tonight we're going to catch up with football and, and and baseball and you know go from there and it gives me a reason to do that. Uh, so Rashog is uh, your host, your co-host. Oh, it's Jason Greger. Oh, Greger. Last year I worked with Rashog a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, and, and even even last year it was very sporadic. Um, they would. You know, a month didn't go by. I might go three times in a week, but it was sporadic. Mm-hmm. With Gregor, it's Mondays and Thursdays. 
And, you know, I brought up because if we want to go do season three, for example, of Shorzy, let alone yeah. other things, I'm like, you know, I can't guarantee you that. He can step in. Yeah, you know, but he's like, I'm totally fine with that. We're going to use it kind of to our advantage. So we're going to talk about Shorzy a little bit in each episode. Sure. I've been on three so far, and that, that's been the case. And when I go to do it, I'm going to make them kind of part of it. So, you know, I, the odds are I'll be able to at least, if he's recording that night and we're doing season three, I mean, I'm, I'm really assuming a lot here, but, um, you know, there's some time during the day that I can at least give us give him a 10-minute sound clip of, of something topical. If sure. not, hey, yeah. you know, I'm in my hotel room. I can do it with you, whatever you want to do. So what's this show going to be called? It's uh, the Jason Greger Show, and I'm uh, co- he, he's got it. Every day of the week. So I know right. that Wednesdays he co-hosts with Sean Brown, ex-Oiler. I know that. Mm-hmm. I knew that another day, Andy Petrillo, they used to be on Leap's Lunch yeah, in Toronto. Yeah. So, And she was on with us the other night. But mm-hmm. you know what's great about this? So yeah, I've done two, sh- three shows, two that we've had guests. So he'll just say... And I would never normally have Henry Burris. I just had Warren Moon. I had to interview Warren Moon. Right. So I CFL, would, NFL, yeah. Uh, yeah right? Much, yeah. So if, really, I was like, God, you know, I know a little bit about the CFL. Mm-hmm. I'm not qualified to interview Warren Moon. Five right. great cups in six years. Yeah. Then he went on to play 17 seasons in the NFL, mostly with Houston. But, you know. Well, look, you already know more than 90% of people in uh, in Ontario about the, the CFL. <laughs> yeah, well, but I'm kind of the same. I'm yeah. serious. I, I only know, but Warren Moon kind of transcends the CFL, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah, so does, I knew yeah. that name, and I knew Burris's name. Well, I mean, the CFL but, has no uh, Eastern Canada presence anyway. No, I know that we don't uh, even have football here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that so, Halifax has been trying to get yeah, a team forever, but uh, yeah. never happened. And if I watch, it's just yeah. So no one here grew up playing football. Yeah. We, we play rugby or whatever. I mean, I, not that we're against it. I knew what it was. I'm growing up watching the NFL like anybody else betting on it. Yeah, yeah. But it's just CFL's not big here. So, but that that's good though. He told he texted me that at like two o'clock. So then like from two to four o'clock, I did a crash yeah. course on Warren Moon. I like that though. Now I won't forget that. Even as a person, it, the more knowledge, the better, right? Knowledge is power. Yeah. Well, you so. just rhyme that off off the top of your head those stats. So uh, yeah, obviously. Oh yeah, it stayed with me, and yeah. now it will. Yeah, it exactly. was great. I learned a lot about Warren Moon. And I got to interview him. It's wild. So, I mean, we've done. I'm going to do two a week. That was the first week, so yeah. I can't imagine what's in store. So that's the Jason Greger Show. I'm going to assume there's going to be a podcast version of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, there um, is. So those of you know who are not within the Edmonton broadcast area, you can, if you want it's, to listen to more TR, um, yeah, the Jason Greger Show. Does Jason know? I mean, he, he, he's, you've recorded with him already, so he knows how to keep you... Your answer's short, right? Yeah, it's it's good. We, we'll talk beforehand. Because I'd like to know that, too. Yeah, he'll give me, like, the five. He goes, like, we're going to talk about five. He doesn't lay them up that I know exactly what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But he'll give me, like, five things, and then we got 15 minutes to talk about it. Yeah. I'm going to go first. You go second. So then I'll have an idea when it fits in a box. And, you know, sometimes, like, like I'm doing now, but if, if we've got 20 minutes. Yeah. I often, because I'm aware of it, I'll try to sum it up. He's like, no, well, that's kind of what we're here for. These people want to hear a story at this particular time. Yeah. So it's timing of it, when, when to elaborate and when not to. Yeah. And I should say, OilersNation.com, I know it goes through that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, it's Sports 1440 AM. That That's the radio mm-hmm. channel. Anyway. Very cool. Um, let's talk about Shorzy. Season 2 coming up in a couple of weeks. What 
without getting yourself in trouble with Jared, can you say <laughs> about season two? Well, I just told you that I had to, uh, <laughs> you know, I had to pump a lot of iron. Yeah, that's eat right. A lot of protein. So yeah. I, I suppose, and I mean, I don't think I'm giving much away. Anybody looking at me, I mean, I. I I elaborate on my Instagram stories so much. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I'm working out for sure. So, you know, I put on like 20 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, I suppose, Hitch, I won't speak for everybody else. Maybe there's some motivation for them, too. Mm-hmm. Figures that, uh, you know, this is a team. You saw how season one ended. Yes. We, we bonded pretty well. So, maybe, maybe one could assume that we want to work hard off the ice for each other as well mm-hmm. and give it the best opportunity we possibly can. Yeah. But we got our... Oh, here comes our food. Here we go. Steak. Steak? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're making me look so bad there, Terry, with your uh, veggie omelet. and. <laughs> hey, it's all right. Like I said, I got to watch my cholesterol after all that. Uh, yeah. Eating for Shorzy. Yeah, we, we kind of figured uh, the way season one ended, that scene between Shorzy and Nat in the locker room, that uh, at least Shorzy was going to bulk up. But uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, the whole team is, is joining suit. Um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. I mean, uh, we were down, we were up, up in Sudbury for um, uh, a few days and had the pleasure of being extras during some of the hockey scenes. and. Gotta say, Terry, your shot, your wrist shots, uh, Major League. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. Well, I guess, thanks. Uh, B, I, I guess it should be because I yes. I hurt my ankle and I still play all the time. Yeah. I don't mean that in a cocky way. No, no. There's no one, it's been a while since anybody's given me a scouting report. Um, but yeah, I play so much. Like, yeah. that's how I start. I, I don't. Love going to the gym. I did that for Jarrett mm-hmm. and for Shorzy. I appreciate the opportunity. Not that I don't work. I, I feel, look, if I'm going to do anything, yeah. my heart's the most important. And I still play these sports. So I either play ball hockey or ice hockey pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. And I got a bike. If, if I'm not doing one of it, I ride my bike for my errand. I'm not every day. I'm on my bike in some way. So I... You know, the fact that I've stayed with it, even now, like, you know, yesterday we went up, we went out there early. I must have taken 60 or 70 shots yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, and then played a game. So the things that are, if you stay with it, I guess they're going to stay. I, yeah. You know, I, I was a scorer back in the day, so I still got the shot, I suppose. I'll let you have a, a bite there. I, <clears throat> That's all right. For those who aren't used to seeing hockey, like, live, uh, I went to a Legends game years ago now, but uh, it had uh, a bunch of... Um, Retired NHLers uh, playing for, for for charity. It might have been during a lockdown or something. I forget now. But I couldn't I couldn't believe. Like it it it's to, I mean to make the NHL you truly have to be a cut above because these guys were sixty years old and they were still flying around the ice. It was still yeah. like you know a couple of strides going full speed. Their shots were still like amazing. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it wasn't uh, surprising to see your, your shot was, was, was on point. I think what we really enjoyed watching were the drills you guys were running. Well, there mm-hmm. weren't drills. They were scenes. You guys were yeah. <laughs> recording scenes. And the brilliance of Jared picking hockey players over actors were that these were going full speed. Yeah, that was wild. And those shots were, were f- like actual shots. And 
I mean, the hockey scenes are what I think set uh, Shorzy apart from other hockey movies and stuff, right? I think so, too. And he wasn't only saying that. Like, we were laughing because it's one thing to coordinate the... Uh, you know, it's one thing to coordinate a scene, and you need you need stunt coordinators, because even if it's not a fight or a hit, just, you know, you're going at a high pace, anything can happen. So we had hockey coordinators, we had Jared, and when we were kind of helping coordinate the hockey part, being hockey players, it was a unique situation. But what Jared wanted, it required a couple of those times, and Hitch, well, there you go, I can say this, Hitch gets a few goals this season. Um, <laughs> I witnessed a couple, there yeah. There you go, yeah. But he was like, he wasn't only saying, like, vaguely let's have a three on two and then whatever happens we'll have the camera there mm-hmm. he was going okay like this is what we want Yeah, we're hockey players here we should be able to do it so he didn't just tell me to score a couple of th- he was like and then you're going to score on the blocker side it's going to hit the water bottle the water bottle is going to go up there I'm like whoa 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 that's what I'm talking now, about I don't have to just put it in yeah. I've got to and he's telling me so I saw okay I went in by the net I go it's weird that he goes no why you're a defenseman you gotta go you're asking me to hit the water bottle from the, from the blue line. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, I just found that funny. So, we went through it a few times. Luckily, now, luckily, um, none of us had to do it too many times. Mm-hmm. I don't recall doing mine more than four or five, um, and a few times right off the bat. And then, but what, what he would do, it was brilliant. Cam Fergus, great, great stunt coordinator. So, he, it would often be, you know, we had to tie. It was more timing than anything. Mm-hmm. Because we'd make the play like we normally would, but he'd be at the, at the last minute. It wouldn't make any sense, Terry, for you to shoot with, with no nobody in front of you whatsoever. Right. So he'd be like, two guys are going to cross. They, they would time a cross check, say, from their D-man in front of the net with Goody, and Goody would have to get out of the way, and then I, that's when I'd shoot it. The yeah. goalie, he didn't want He's like, you can't be out of the net. Yeah. So we had to shoot it. You know, there was a foot or so to shoot at, but... It was a lot like target practice, and I'm mm-hmm. telling you this, it was a little bit of pressure because, <laughs> yeah, as you, like, I, I'm yeah. saying all this when I explain it to people, I'm like, but there's fans there. Yeah. It's not like we're just doing, if there wasn't fans there, I, I think it would be a little bit easier. I mean, who cares? We'll do it all day. Yeah. But we know everybody's looking at, not, not, again, not that it would be make it or break it. We could do it 15 times if yeah. we had to, but you don't want it to get to that point. Yeah. And we all, like, we're all hockey players, and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. hopefully... I can do this. I still got it, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys, I, I, from my recollection, didn't do more than, you know, a few, a handful of times. So that was really impressive. Mm-hmm. And it also felt like uh, these were plays that were being drawn up just before you're shooting them, too. Yeah. Like, you guys would co- collect around, uh, mm-hmm. who, who's the uh, coordinator's name? Um, it was um, Am Fergus mm-hmm. and Dan Skeens. Right. And Skeens' brother's usually there, too. He was in season one. Yeah. Um, and he'd have a whiteboard, and you would draw yeah. up the play, and then you guys would do it. So this was, like, all done. I mean, it was yeah. it really fascinating really. to see behind the scenes, like, what it took to, to to shoot these hockey scenes. It was it was really impressive. I can see how that would have been if I was watching, because, um, yeah, we, we always go, I'm trying to think, I, I, I believe at least a week early, maybe 10 days early, mm-hmm. to go through some of those scenes. Yeah. Right, but as we do it, there's always mixing and matching. Yeah. And we might go, geez, we did that last time. Mm-hmm. Do we really want to do it again? And Jared will go up. So we have a, a, a general idea, but yeah. it always gets made. This year, nothing stuck. Like we, 
we went the first day and we, we, we went through what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. And then I, I forget, one of those days we're on the ice, Jared was just going, you know, we, we can kind of do whatever we want here. Like, we're, we're big and ugly enough. We're all players. And like, so, and Cam, who's their stunt coordinator, he, he right. was an import here in the Newfoundland League. He scored 50 goals in Major Junior. He's yeah. a great hockey player. Yeah. I've known Cam a long time. So Cam would have a little bit of fun with it. Skeener would have a little bit of fun with it. And it was really, a lot of it had to do with who we were playing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so we can go through it on the ice on our own in Capriol, is that? It, it, yeah, you know, yeah. a week, two weeks before it starts. But then when it comes to do the actual play, which is sometimes a month later, you know, you got stunt people in there, you you know, that are forming whichever team we're playing against. I don't want to give too much away. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different teams coming in season two, I can say that much. Well, you know, th- now you've got to do it all with them there, and then sometimes, you know, right from if, if it's a six six defenseman as opposed to a five-foot-seven, now you might change the play. If, yeah. if, you know, it depends. If these guys are bad skaters, okay, mm-hmm. let's not be going so fast. Maybe we can do an end zone out of the corner rather than blow them away down the ice which yeah. is not always the case I'm just sure. giving you examples of yeah. how things might change and usually they do yeah it's great it's again crazy to see how fluid that whole process was and uh, looking forward to seeing the results um, I mean <coughs> yeah like I said in a couple of weeks and by the time people hear this podcast probably the week it gets released in Canada uh, they'll, they'll, they'll hear this because our patrons will hear it first um, I mean you already mentioned uh, you know you, you hope this goes on for a very long time uh, has there been any talk about a season three or um, <laughs> yeah I can be honest with you there um, I haven't heard and not, nothing official or anything like that but we're, we're assuming that there will be yeah. like we're we're gunning for it. I know that uh, we all went for dinner with Jared in, in Montreal there a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. My daughter was up to play soccer, and I got together with Dolo, Jared, and Andrew. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're hoping for it. And I don't want to speak for anybody. I think Jared might have the beginnings of something written, I, I believe. I mean, he's got to have an idea where this is sure. going. Yeah. So he alluded to us. I, I, I think... Jared has a general map in his head. I, I don't want him to tell us. I, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't want to, you know, maybe he has 10 seasons planned, maybe three. I really don't know. Yeah. But I do think that it's at least in his head going a little bit further than it is right now. Mm-hmm. Who knows if it'll get there? Yeah. We got to knock on wood. Yeah. And, and Jer- hope that fans support it. And in Jared, we trust. Yeah. In Jared, we trust. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, TR. Mm. No sweat. That was my chat with Terry Ryan. Now, I'm going to place off here with the theme of Terry's podcast. It's a great song called Sally Ann by the Long Distant Runners. Take a listen. One, two, three. Oh. Yeah, I thought I was strong. I was wrong. I was misguided. Oh, yeah, so I stuck that's all we have for this episode. Don't forget to use the promo code PRODUCESTAND at diabolicalcoffee.com for 20% off all coffee and merch on their site. You can support this podcast by rating us on iTunes or Spotify or becoming a patron. You can also follow us on most social media platforms at Pod. So on behalf of Terry and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week.